You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come over to the site, check out all the things we have. We have the picks there. We'll go in depth on the divisional playoff matchups here on uh, Matchup Thursday. We'll do that again on Thursday, so we have all the information going into the four games this weekend. They should be pretty good, but for now, you can check out the picks they're straight up against the spread, uh, against the over-under there on SN.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Vinny Iyer and on Facebook at Vinny Iyer is where we also have our Locked On NFL Network page. And we're going to shift gears a little bit before we dive into those games. We have a little bit more information there to break those down for you. We mentioned we're going to talk about the breaking news that we had yesterday that uh, the Bears are settled on their new head coach to replace John Fox. It's Matt Nagy, the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs. It came expedited here because the Chiefs, surprisingly, lost that game, even up 21-3. to We broke that game down for you there on Roundup Monday. So that made Nagy available. And even with some tricky play calling in that second half, we know the Chiefs came out firing, had the 21-3 to lead but couldn't get anything done in the second half, allow the Titans to walk away there. That didn't deter the Bears. I think they were already focused on Nagy pretty much early in the season, and uh, pretty much there was the writing on the wall that John Fox would not be back. So we're kind of going to look at uh, what we expect from the Bears here a little bit, very early offseason look. We'll have a better indication, obviously, once we get to the free agency and uh draft portion of the offseason but for now this is a good start for Mitchell Trubisky I I think the key here is going to be finding the same kind of production that uh, Nagy had in Kansas City so we'll start with uh, Trubisky himself and what the effect is there with Nagy and look at Trubisky a lot of Alex Smith and Trubisky is a very accurate passer on the short to intermediate game can run around pretty well. So I think they're going to take a lot of the concepts they had there. A little bit of running for Trubisky. We saw that effective in some games here where he was able to dash and score and do things with his legs there when things were breaking down. And he can always trust that passing game with the Bears because he really didn't have much there. Kendall Wright was his guy in the slot. Early it was Dontrell Inman as the deep threat. But you had guys like Josh Bellamy rounding out the receiving core so not much there so you had had a lot of Trubisky running and he's got a good backfield there to do some things as well so that helps that Jordan Howard is such a good runner Terry Cohen is probably going to be a bigger factor as well but Trubisky this is a great thing that could have happened for him he needed an offensive minded coach someone to really get locked into him and uh, play to his skill set I think Matt Nagy is perfect for that and I already like the chances of a Trubisky breakout here in 2018. We wrote about it there. David Steele, my colleague at Sporting News, uh, broke it down what, what some Bears, former Bears and current Bears were thinking about Trubisky and what he can do. But he's definitely fit the profile in terms of maybe being a leader that can also be very productive in this offense. So I think it was a good sign that 
with very limited help around him and not, uh, not on a very good team and playing off the string, that Trubisky still hung in there, played well, didn't make a lot of mistakes, didn't really look overwhelmed while he was in there, even with the limited things that were going on around him. He had some offensive line injuries as well. So this is a great, great move for Trubisky. Now, Alex Smith, we know where his fantasy upside was. This is the first year where he was kind of even relevant in that sense. Before, he was just kind of a streaming option in particular weeks, but I think Trubisky has a higher ceiling than Alex Smith. So not to uh, diss Smith at all, but you want Trubisky to be a little bit more, especially as a younger quarterback where he can do a lot more things. And the Bears are going to have to light it up at some point because you look at this division, you have the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. He's going to come back strong next year. you got the Vikings with what they've done with Case Keenum. I think they'll try to keep him here with the good receiving core and passing game they have now and how he fits there. Even if uh, Pat Shermer leaves, they'll try to make sure Keenum stays there. And then, yeah, the Lions, they're going to a transition as well with uh, Jim Caldwell leaving. But Matthew Stafford, they're not going to really change things up for him. I think they'll stick with Jim Bob Cooter and the style of a passing game that's made Stafford very successful there. So you're not going to have too much of shakeup on those other NFC North team so that profile says there's going to be some throwing in this league I know the Bears want to be black and blue and play defense but that's not going to work particularly in this division here going forward with a lot of these teams and their weapons they've got to get two legitimate weapons on the outside there for Trubisky and there's some things to work with there that are in the profile already that you like I think the one thing you talk about is uh they have a tight end with Adam Shaheen. I think he could be a special player in the Travis Kelsey vein. So you always have to look at parallels from where the guy came from because we saw that definitely as a good example with the Rams, with Sean McVay coming over from the Redskins. He recreated a lot of stuff he had. Granted, they didn't get the tight end athletic player that Jordan Reed was to get going yet. I don't think Gerald Everett was ready for that. But you look across the board, they had their deep threat. It was Sammy Watkins instead of Deshaun Jackson. They had... uh, what you're going for in that possession receiver who can also make some big plays in Robert Woods versus Pierre Garçon. And then the guy in the slot, you just switch from Jameson Crowder to the reliable Cooper Cup as a rookie. So there are always parallels that you can draw. And I think Adam Shaheen is a good example of that. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see as much of Shaheen late in the season because he had that chest injury that kept him out for three games. But he definitely has some special qualities. He's a great athlete. They found him from a small school called Ashland in the second round. So there are definitely big things planned for Shaheen because he can create mismatches, big body, can work over. I'm not going to say he's Rob Gronkowski or even Kelsey at this point, but there's a lot of receiving upside with him. And given the track record with Kelsey there for Matt Nagy working with Andy Reid, you would figure that Shaheen is going to be made a centerpiece of the offense because he's the guy they have right now. They really can't look uh, too much forward there because I think you'll see an overhaul of the receiving core. But Shaheen is a guy that's going to definitely be around for a while. We know Zach Miller had that scary injury in New Orleans, and uh, his career has probably come to an end here. It was already in a second wave and unfortunately uh, had that incident. But either way, I think they were going to move forward with Shaheen as the guy there for sure. Now, make sure you're listening to all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Network throughout the offseason. Lockdown Bears will keep you up to date on everything that's going on in Chicago with your team. And it's a great way to get a beat report 
easy format, convenient listening form on the Lockdown Network. And you can do that with every team that's not in the playoffs as we get all the things you need to know upcoming with the free agency and draft season that's just as big as the regular season in the NFL. Now, one thing I mentioned with the Bears receivers here, and we'll go into specifically what we think we're going to get from them, but uh, Cameron Meredith, there was a chance there for Trubisky and Meredith to really hook up. So I think they'll give Meredith a chance to come back here. I think they're probably less sold on Kevin White being a factor. He's had too many injuries right now as a first-round pick. I know Meredith doesn't have the same pedigree in terms of draft, but there was something there that he showed with Trubisky early in the preseason there. Now, there were talk about Tanner Gentry and all that and what Trubisky was able to do there, but in the end, I think Meredith is the guy that uh, you can look at as potentially coming back, and the Bears should look at him for sure. He's a young receiver with some upside. We'll have to see how his injury rehab works as well as a white. So there's a chance the Bears will reboot this whole receiving core. I mean, Kendall Wright was just a guy, but at least he can work in the slot. So he might be the one guy that we trust to stay the same there in his role along with uh, Shaheen, because I don't think there's anything wrong with those specific roles. And we've seen guys like uh, Albert Wilson and Chris Conley kind of in the Kendall Wright mode kind of fit in the Chiefs. So that's what they're going to keep there in the slot and inside. I think the key is, is Matt Nagy going to have the speedster that he wants? I think he has to look for a game breaker in the draft. Some people have already looked at uh, Calvin Ridley, who just uh, helped Alabama win the national championship, kind of as a Michael Thomas type. So he's a guy that uh, can get around and uh, move and uh, work well in the red zone. So I think he's not a bad guy to enter into this mix. But I think they need to have a deep threat as well in the Tyree Kill mode. And you can find some of those guys that are available in later rounds. You know, If they're looking for the speed guy, I think you can see a situation where the Bengals reach on somebody like John Ross, but then you see the Chiefs wait and get Tyree Kill. Remember that Deshaun Jackson was also a second-round pick there originally for the Eagles. So you can get these speedy deep threats away from the first round, and that's good news for Chicago as well. Maybe they can look at uh, upgrading the offensive line there in the first round. Maybe look uh, at defense a little bit more, but I would expect this to be a very offense-heavy offseason for the Bears, where they're going to make everything around Trubisky. We saw how it worked with Jared Goff. The Rams didn't overhaul there, and you had uh, what you had with Philadelphia was Carson Wentz and all the new weapons they got, including former Bear Alshon Jeffrey there, and we saw that Jeffrey made an impact right away, and then they locked up Jeffrey going forward. So it's a copycat league. We know Jared Goff has taken one. We know Carson Wentz was taken number two. You see how much in the second offseason that these teams really cater to them. And everyone pays attention to that across the league. You want what everyone else has. That's why you have uh, the Bears making this hire in Nagy in the first place. Because you had Sean McVay. They want somebody like that to work with their quarterback. You see Kyle Shanahan and his effect with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo immediately in San Francisco as well. So going for a guy that's at the end of his 30s considered an offensive bright mind is a way to go just when you see it work and Eagles went a little bit older with Doug Peterson but keep in mind that's the same system there that uh, 
Nagy was part of under Andy Reid. So there's a lot of good parallels here for success. And we know that DeGoff and Wentz were very fantasy football relevant in their second seasons. And we didn't think much of them going into the season. Maybe Wentz was a bit of a sleeper. Goff was completely off our radar. But I think Trubisky has a lot of the attributes of both of these quarterbacks. And he's kind of a blend of both. He does have Wentz's athleticism and can move around and do that. But he also has a lot of uh, Goff's accuracy and uh, kind of a release and all that in the Alex Smith vein. So I'm very happy about this hire for Mitchell Trubisky. Now we have to think about the running game here. We know that uh, Kareem Hunt turned into a big-time workhorse immediately there. I think Jordan Howard had his big games, but overall he was disappointing because he expected a lot more. He expected him to be a blow-up RB1 and have a big season there. He was he was still solid, but I think there was a lot left on the table with Howard. And I think you look at Matt Nagy, he was a guy there that used a lot of a Kareem Hunt. It was uh, some hit or miss there in the middle of the season in the playoff game where they would stop giving him touches. That was an issue for the Bears this season as well. So that's a mild concern here, but you expect Howard to be the guy and Terry Cohen to be more like what we had with the Chark Hendrick West. So I know Cohen is an intriguing gadget player. I know the Chiefs have had guys like that with uh, West out of the backfield and DeAnthony Thomas, but we know they've had limited returns here as well. So I think this is also a good development for Howard because Howard does have the hunt capability of being a all-around back here, unheralded as well as a draft pick, but it, the skill set was there immediately as an all-around back for Howard. So I think this is a good thing for Howard because I think – Terry Cohen, as much as he could do some special things on the field and the Bears had to get him out in more situations, I don't think that'll be the case necessarily in uh, 2018 as they upgrade their wide receiver core. Presumably, they have to. I mean, just Meredith coming back will be a difference there, but uh, I think they're probably going to overhaul where they'll get two or three more options here, uh, veteran and rookies in the mix here. So that's going to really bring down Cohen. So they didn't really use him right for the Bears in uh, this particular offense with Doyle Logans and uh, John Fox, but I, th- I think he could be diminished here for sure because we know how Chiefs' offense was very simple in terms of how many guys touched it. They were primary guys. We had a lot of Hunt, a lot of Kelsey, a lot of Tyree Kill. So they're going to find that guy that's more in the traditional vein of game breaker, and Cohen doesn't fit that the way Hill does as a guy that you can also play outside, regulate wide receivers. So Cohen, I think, will still have a big impact here in the third down situations, maybe the Darren Sproles role at times, in depending on where the Bears are on the field. But he's also a key return man, so he's going to have that asset no matter where he plays. So I see him as a Sproles guy. I still see, however, Howard being a volume guy, so I don't think it's going to be the monster that you have in Philadelphia, it's going to be more workhorse-oriented that you have in Kansas City. So I figure if Trubisky's better, there's guys who stretch the field to go deep. The running game's going to open up. And I think the Bears' offensive line is pretty darn good when it's healthy there overall, especially in the interior with uh, Kyle Long and Josh Sitton. they got to work on the outside a little bit, and I expect a tackle there to protect Trubisky is going to be just as crucial as uh, some uh, targets there. But you figure this is very good for Howard going forward just because of what you see in the parallel with the Chiefs. And uh, 
Overall, I, I think we also have to look at the unanswered questions the Bears have in the offseason, how much they want to weigh on defense. I think they'll stop being a conservative team here, and they went ultra-conservative with John Fox. But like I said, in this division, they have to be a little bit more aggressive. They have to uh, push the ball downfield. And Trubisky, it definitely has that capability. So I'm very excited about what he can do here for this team this season. And uh, if you're loving to know about the next wave of quarterbacks, you got to listen to Locked on NFL Draft. It's our great show on the network, hosted by John Ledyard and Luke Easterling. It's a great program for you to uh, listen to, to keep up on all the draft prospects. A lot of quarterbacks entering the draft. Who will be the next uh, Goff or Wentz or Trubisky or Watson? You can uh, find out on that show. Now, we'll close with a little news and notes from another team here. That was the Carolina Panthers, and uh, we had that news break. So we heard that the Panthers, before we came on air, that they've fired both their offensive coordinator, Mike Shula, and their quarterback coach, Ken Dorsey. So big change for Cam Newton right off the playoff loss to the Saints. Big shakeup in Carolina there. Didn't change much else, but... It looks like they're also going to lose defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes to a head coaching job here as well. So that's the big news here is that Cam Newton's looking for a new coordinator. We'll have to see, and we'll obviously react to that coming up. But Cam Newton, I know there was a lot of upside, but a lot of things were left on the table and uh, disappointing as well. So good news for Trubisky and getting Nagy, and I think it's good news for Cam Newton as the Panthers evolve and try to help him there. So looking forward to see who they replace there, but... I figure they need to whisper Cam Newton a little bit, get him a little bit to be more accurate and effective and consistent. I think that's what you're going to get from the new coordinator. So interesting piece of news there, and we're going to have a lot more offseason news, and we'll be with you there as long as uh, there are things happening, which we know always happen in the NFL. So thanks for listening to Locked On Fantasy Football. Keep in mind, we're going to break down these games still on Thursday, but uh, we'll uh, chime in with another special show tomorrow. So listen to that. For the entire Locked On NFL Network, this is Vinny Iyer. Follow me on Twitter at Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time on Locked On Fantasy Football.